Yeah. All right. So let's get into that. Let's get All into right. that. Um, is there anything else about? I would, let's do a, a phone call catch up for real though. Like, and yes. really, like I would love to like yeah, just, for sure. Just jam on real jams, jam sesh yeah, content yeah, yeah. ideas. I would love to. Yeah. Well, that it, it is great because last time we did connect, like literally the the next day, I like was energized and i made a video that like is one of my most successful videos yet I and, love um, it. so i hope the same for the audience that listens to this one and <laughs> and gets to listen to our conversation so you're you've switched up your content um mm -hmm. and you're now in like a different like you switched it up slightly like like you changed the direction a little bit and how many followers have you jumped since then um so I think my audience is about half and half. So about yeah. 200,000 were following me for the marketing content yep. and about 200,000 follow me for beauty and or wellness. Amazing. And then here's a better question. How do you feel about the content you're making now? <laughs> it's so much more fun now. I can't even describe. Mm. Um, I still run into the same frustrations and the same like feelings of burnout occasionally yeah. um but when it's time to actually create the content i'm having more fun when i do brand collabs i'm having more fun when brands reach out to me about collaborating i'm actually excited and i'm actually getting pr from brands that i would be spending money on anyway mm -hmm. um the events i go to are more fun and then like the creators that i've met and that i collaborate with and stuff are just like more aligned so it helps a lot like you still it's not perfect but it's still just so much more fun and more worth it mm, i love that for you i love that for you <laughs> thank you and, yeah yeah so which direction do we want to go with that is that like can we talk about like why you made the decision to switch it up and and initially like um just the, the feeling because i think a lot of i don't know you probably talked a lot i feel like i have that conversation a lot with people like hey i built my audience based off of this but like i'm not feeling this right now yeah and you've been able to successfully kind of pivot mm -hmm. and find like a lane that is is, is more enjoyable for you from a creative standpoint mm -hmm. um can you talk a little bit about like like the courage to just do that and like and like and test it and and actually make it work yeah, for sure. A few things. One, I would say you're going to get sick of any type of content at some point. Yeah. So I would just say don't make the switch on like a really bad day. But if you <laughs> are having high performing content um, and you're and you're doing well and you're in a routine and everything and you're still just like not feeling gratification from the content you're making, then maybe it's time to make a switch. Um, and then I advice wise would say everyone overthinks it so much and you think that yeah. your audience is going to be like what is this new content this is so weird who <laughs> no. are you yeah and you no can post cares. no <laughs> like you can post an explanation video if you want you can post a few explanation videos saying hey this is what i'm doing now and this is why but chances are that's going to get pushed down pretty quickly by all your new content and no one's going to see it and then you're still going to get the occasional comments and then it's just going to taper off and they're going to be like, well, this is the type of content you make now. Um, and I also think that we overthink the way that we have to make the switch and we're like, we have to be so strategic about it and this has to make sense and how do we make this yeah. flow? I need it's to like, delete all my old stuff. I need to like, yeah, yeah have account. this big announcement, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. Just, just I, make the new content. 
just make the new content. Just, just all right, y'all. That's the podcast. Uh, thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah, but it's so true, though. It's it's honestly like it's like it like sometimes takes our friends saying like, try it. Like no one really cares about your content as much as you think. And yeah. th this is the thing that uh, I'm curious too because when you were first making that the content, it was very aligned with sort of like how you make money right like it was like you you were yeah. getting a lot of like clients that way and like that's something i don't know if that's like a mindset thing for me but i think that's where i've started to go with get with my content i'm like i'm yeah. like how does this become like a business you know and like that i don't know if i like like sometimes when i overthink that then my content feels like there's an agenda there right like and then it like puts a limit on like how creative and how fun I can get with my content. So do you have any advice on thinking on that? Or are you just like, hey, I decide I'm going to go willy nilly, use the stuff that I, I actually use and like the business will figure itself out? Yeah, um, I think if you spent a lot of time creating a certain type of content that brings you business, you will be surprised by how many opportunities exist even after you make the switch because you've already made those connections and you've put your name out there. Um, I think you can continue with the business content, especially on LinkedIn, maybe on a separate account, if that really helps you, if that is your livelihood. But I think when we're thinking about how to monetize content, you can monetize literally any type of content. And I think this is the same advice that people should be getting when they're choosing what to major in in college. I know when I was choosing, it was very pragmatic. And it was like, what is your skill set going to be and how much are you mm -hmm. going to make when you graduate? And now, especially living in New York, there are experts in literally every discipline. And if you plan to work your ass off and become the best at whatever you're going to choose to do, then you'll be able to monetize it. You'll be able to make a career out of it. Yep. That's a great point. That's so follow your curiosities. That's sort of where I'm going with my content. Like, I'm like, I'm excited about this thing, like this random author that no one knows about. I feel like more people should know about it. Like, like just make that. It doesn't have to be like the creator economy stats. So like, like I get like so, so caught up, like I need to be known for that. And then you yeah. overthink it. Um, for sure. It gets tiring. It definitely gets tiring. So you've talked to me before about like finding your format. Do you, like, is that what you call it? Or like signature series? I feel like there's like a, a framing that you have for. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always say finding your format. And I think, um, Caleb, the uh, Can I Come in Your Apartment, apartment tour yeah. guy, uh, yep. coined that on Colin and Samir. And then um, Alyssa, Alicia on TikTok, whose content I'm obsessed with. She always talks about finding your signature series. Um, and yeah, I think that's really important for your growth as a creator and for your audience getting to know you. And I also think it's just really good for your mental health. I, for the longest time, was like, I don't want to have a niche because... I want to be able to post whatever I want based on how I'm feeling and I don't want to be pigeonholed. But I think that a niche, if you view it more as like an anchor than a box, is mm. really helpful to you as a creator because let's say I'm going to, okay, beauty is going to be my niche. Then I know I can film my get ready with me if I have a beauty product I'm really excited about. My audience is going to like that. If I'm going to go get my hair done, they're going to like that. But then I don't feel like I need to film getting dinner with my friends or going to this workout 
And you can, maybe you post a story if you want to really share more of your life, but you don't feel that same pressure as if you're like, I'm going to be a lifestyle creator and I have to post everything. That's a good point. And when I look at your content too now, it's like, like it doesn't, um, I'm not your target audience, but when I, when I watch it, I'm still entertained one. And two, I see like you as a friend, I'm like, she, it just feels so natural. Right. Like Thank you. It, it, it just I'm just like, yeah, like it doesn't feel like you're trying. I feel like um, there's times where sometimes you come across creation. Yeah, they're really trying to make something work and like mm. it's missing the mark a little bit. But like you've really you've done a good job at finding your quote unquote format is there like within the series that are like the content that are working for you. Um, is there any like lessons that you've learned when it comes to? maybe how someone can experiment and find their their series? Yeah, for sure. With finding your format, I think you can't be forcing it too much. The way that I found like a series that worked really well for beauty, it's called High Maintenance to Be Low Maintenance. And um, I just, I went to go get my nails done and I was watching her do my nails. It was a Russian manicure. And I was like, this is so satisfying. And I'm just mm. going to like record this and make a TikTok. I think people are going to love watching this. And then when I went to record the intro to it, where I was like, hear me out, high maintenance to be low maintenance, because that's just how I think about it in my head, uh, because you do sit down for like three hours for this manicure, but then you're good for four to six weeks. And I was like, I'm going to force myself to film this intro as if I'm talking to a friend instead of filming it to go viral, uh, Mm. because as someone who is like very strategic with content, it's really hard (laughs) (laughs) to get out of my own head sometimes and be like, you don't have to use you in the first sentence of the video and you don't have to set this up in the perfect, most statistically stacked way. Yeah. You're gonna have to be more patient if you're not going to be as strategic, but then like once people do connect with you, it's so much better of a connection. And through like that and my workout class videos and stuff, I have gotten so much more, like my following is so much more high quality and the comments I get are so much more fun and meaningful. They're like, Oh my God, I love your content. Or I'm so glad I found your account. I never used to get that with like the strategy only content. And then I've also gotten to meet a lot more of these Mm -hmm. people in real life because I think my life is like more part of my content. And I've met people out who are like, oh my God, can I see your nails? Or like... That's that's amazing. That was so fun. Oh my God. And I met uh, a few girls when I was um at the beach this summer who were like oh my god i saw your video about tracy anderson and i'm like ah this is so much cooler than someone just like thinking my advice is helpful which is like also cool in its own way but it's like oh my god i feel like we made friends over the internet yes and it started with you saying hey i don't want to talk to the five million that might see this video i want to talk to the one person that yeah. might find this quirky thing that I'm into, like, also interesting. <laughs> yes. You have to do it like you're talking to one person and in a casual way, like you would talk to your best friend or your sister or something. The content comes out so much better. Mm. And you That's will... That's a good reminder. Yeah. Like, you'll have to work harder and, or just be more patient, I guess, for that content to work. Well, you know, it's funny. You talk about, like, the tactics or, like, the, like the, like the breakdown, like, the strategies that, you know that like people that are in the space like me and you like you know you 
you can like the you in the first three seconds and like yeah. uh, put a big stat and like the, and like what happens is I realize is once everyone starts doing that, they start to not work. <laughs> like exactly. like the stuff that we think works, it's like if everyone's saying you, then it doesn't become special. Then everyone's just saying the same thing mm-hmm. where you were like, I'm just going to go. That's something, especially, I don't know how well on Instagram or YouTube shorts, but TikTok seems to be like the more specific and like quirky and like, like very detailed you can get, Yeah, the more people it actually connects with like and and this is my a little bit of my theory it's like curation is important nowadays um so there's so many so many people selling things there's so much content coming at your face every single day people just want like a trusted source to be like yo what's good what's not and Mm -hmm. you everyone has to has nails (laughs) like everyone has to like there's a like they're looking for solutions and like you're someone that's like hey i'm showing you this this is my experience and like it's very specific thing that a lot of people can relate to but you're doing it in a way that it feels like you're talking to a friend yeah exactly and it's just so much more fun and satisfying that way and i think the curation thing that's a great point um i think that your tiktok feed as a whole is starting to matter a lot more than it used to and it's starting Mm. to be a little bit more like instagram where people want to come back to your profile and see that you are a tastemaker in this category and this wasn't a one-off video because if someone likes your one high maintenance to be low maintenance video they're going to be like where i want to watch the 10 other ones You, you talk about like burnout and like just being excited to create content um in your mind, is there any sort of like production schedule you got going on where you're like, all right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to make videos or are you just like, yo, I'm in wing it mode? Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to be better about this because I think it's important for your mental health and your longevity as a creator to have a production, a production schedule. Um, I think... The best but we also in- got moods. I know, I know. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't like to record. <laughs> it's so hard as a creative because yeah. you do want to be like vibing when you record because you're some days out better you're like feeling that. it. Yeah, yeah, some days you're like, yo, I need to, I need to get, I need to like connect. Yeah. And then other days I'm like, I, I, get that camera out of my face, and which is surprises some people. So for sure, you, I yeah, go my, ahead. I don't know if you know Alexis Barber or her content, but she had a great podcast episode on the way that she blocks off her time. And I think this is like the best setup for creators. Um, and it's basically like you do these interchangeable blocks kind of, and you're like, okay, either Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to batch some content. If I wake up feeling good on Monday, I'm going to get all that content done. And if I don't, then I'm going to do my tasky work and I'll flip it and I'll do the content Tuesday. Um, And then I do think that it's important, especially when you're getting started as a creator, if you are going to build that parasocial relationship with your audience, if lifestyle is your goal, you should be present on social media daily at least for a period of time. I don't think you need to continue that forever, maybe just like via stories or something. But if you if you look at most of the bigger creators who have these really, really this strong influence, uh, they were super present like multiple times a day in the beginning. And then they back off as their careers progress and as you know who they are so they can post and you're always going to be interested. So I think what I'm trying to do right now is like, a daily vloggy kind of video like maybe I just vlog my morning and that's current um 
maybe my get ready with me because I'm already doing that daily. And then if I am going to do anything that's like more personality involved where it's like a vlog doing a fun thing or if it's like me talking about a specific product or trying a different hairstyle like that is the kind of stuff that maybe I'll batch a few of those on Monday. So I have them ready to post through the week. And then your edits, are you filming and editing them? Yes. Um, CapCut? Yeah, CapCut. So I film on my camera, edit, or not on my camera, on my iPhone camera. You got a camera? (laughs) Moving up in the world. (laughs) I do? Okay, I actually do have two DSLRs. But use the iPhone? Yeah, because it's just faster. And I, like the iPhone 14 back camera, it's so good. If you flood the subject field with enough light, then there's nothing it can't pick up. Yeah. You know what I learned too? If you turn down the exposure, you lock the exposure off and you turn that down a little bit. Because sometimes iPhones overexpose, so it feels like very much like iPhone footage. If you you notch it down like 75% and lock it, it usually feels more like a DSLR. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. I needed to try so you, that. You film with your iPhone um, and then you edit in CapCut. Yes. And I just saw all the TikTok updates about being able to edit and upload in batches and schedule your content now. I did not know that. It. I literally just saw it on TikTok today um, and I haven't started it, it yet. It must but be I... true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it was TikTok itself, the app that notified me. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, must be true. It really must be true. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to start scheduling some of my content out, at least the stuff that I batch. And so at least, like, nice. that's going live. And if you feel horrible one morning or that's something. That's nice. Yeah. Like the, I think you did, like, a Montauk, like, like vibey edit. Um, that's all CapCut. Yes. Everything's CapCut. Yeah. And I have so much fun with those vlogs because it's just, like, a little scrapbook of me and my friends. Um, that's what those... it felt like oh thank you yeah <laughs> those take a really long time to make and i think people generally aren't very interested in them until they know you as a creator so i wouldn't put time into them as like a social media growth strategy but i think they're fun to make they're good practice and then like as you grow people will engage with them more and it'll help them get to know you did i make up the fact that you went to montauk it was a beach town it was like I did. Oh, was that was that it okay okay that's what i thought see that's the thing about the content it's just like it comes so quick i'm like yeah that i feel like that's where she was but like it was these be- so the, let's talk about the production process of that if someone wants to film a vlog of their weekend away with their friends yeah. are you just stacking little clips here and there and like you not camera out the whole time just you know little moments here and there kind of like just stacking them throughout the weekend yeah for sure and i think you'll find that especially with younger people uh people like getting the content they like don't mind you pull out your phone and they're like ready to perform oh they'll run it back like oh you want me to do that walk again (laughs) there were clips in there where i was like do that again do that again it looked fun um and do that again do that again it looked fun i feel like that's a that's a thing that could be a thing yeah and people are down like Like, they immediately do yeah oh that it's not even a question it's not like not do it again for what it's like oh yeah we're running that back like i i i I know what you're doing here they know and then it also helps having like a a bunch of friends who are like also into content or just like younger like whatever who will do a shared album with you so my friends and i usually after we do a trip we'll do a shared Uh... album of all our b-roll and then we'll like pull a few of my hamptons vlogs were like mixes of like mine and my friends who i went with 
Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's then so easy to share content nowadays. Yeah. We all have like shared iCloud albums and you just get little clips throughout the weekend whenever people are doing fun stuff. And the more you do it, the better you are at recognizing what will be like a fun vlog clip. And it's usually stuff that you wouldn't initially expect or if you were like an Instagram native creator you might not spot because it's not going to be uh you know like the really pretty breakfast or like the perfect drinks that were served it's always like someone goofing off on the train or like someone standing on a bench at the end of the night like that kind yeah of stuff. How, how long does it take you to edit one of those you said you say it takes takes long is that like an hour or is that like four hours <laughs> uh yeah um well luckily the train back from Montauk has like no signal. So I just like sat there and edited. Um, you can't get Wi-Fi or like data. Um, it's, a, it's a perfect constraint for a creative. <laughs> exactly. Um, I would say one of those takes me two hours maybe Got to it. edit. And part of it is just because I'm being a little bit of a perfectionist with it. But basically I dump all the footage in there. I choose the song that I'm going to use. And then I like stretch out the audio on the timeline so that I can see like where it peaks. And then I time yeah. the clip changes with the audio peaks so that it's like on beat. Let's 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 lean into that because I think that's important. Yeah. That, that's like a subtle thing that like makes a video feel yeah. like cool. Like like what's the word um cohesive uh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't i don't like it just hits it hits because the, the 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 clips cut where the hits are um yeah. my goal is to always make people feel like they were there with that type of content yeah and i think when people do a great job you're like oh my god i just like know how this weekend felt um and i had a creator friend say that they want to make their vlogs dance like their mm. vlog footage dance with the mu music and yep. I think that's like the perfect way of viewing it. I agree. It's like hits. It's more satisfying. Yep. So you zoom in on the audio. The audio yeah. then shows the peaks of like yeah. where the hits are yeah. the, the, of the beat. And then each cut just lands on that beat. Yeah, exactly. And so with a lot of, you know, because usually there's like some sort of consistent beat within a song, you can figure out after you time up the first few clips, like, okay, How 0.3 seconds long is going to be. be. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And then you just each one and then you then it's like a puzzle from there. Then you have them all on a timeline. You move this one here. And CapCut yeah. is like so freaking fun. Like I, I've been editing on Adobe Premiere for 10 years oh, wow. on my desktop. And like I forced myself to learn CapCut in the last year. And I find myself using CapCut on a consistent basis, especially for like any short form content. Yeah, it's. It's so easy to use. It feels and looks so native to like short form platforms. Yeah. It feels like you're not trying too hard. Like even if you use like text that moves, it's like it just has like an internet vi like you know it short does. form vibe. Um, I have a I have a, a a hot take about CapCut. I think CapCut will make more. Uh, what's the word? More creators money. Like like make creators more money than Adobe Premiere w would or will um, mm. in the next five years. Like Adobe Premiere obviously has so much space in like traditional editing worlds, but yeah. CapCut is built for the everyday creator. Yeah, I totally, it's like, yeah. It's so freaking rad that like, I remember the, the, the barrier to entry to learning Adobe Premiere. It felt like such like, like, oh, I have to watch like this whole course. I have to learn from this pro. Like CapCut is you get in and 
you can you can be pretty good within like a month if you just use it every single day yeah for sure i guess i take for granted my cap cut skills because i've been using it for so long uh but i do feel like it's so intuitive and I can do things so quickly with CapCut. And I ran into the same thing. I used iMovie. And then, like, what is the one other one people use for YouTube? iMovie. I use Adobe Premiere. There's Final Cut. Yeah, Final there, Cut. It, that's probably the other one. And then the, I yeah. think there's, like, one other one that, like, real filmmakers yeah. <laughs> make. It, yeah, use. yeah. But I but remember like, trying to learn those softwares and same thing where it was like, oh my God, it's going to literally take me months of watching yes. YouTube tutorials to be decent at this. Whereas with CapCut, like you're literally dragging and you're like tapping and splitting it. It's like, it's, it's so easy. Straight footage from your phone. It's, yeah. I, I, I love it. Like, I, I like, I, how, how, let's say, um, you didn't – did you just get started? Did you, like, watch YouTube videos on how to use CapCut? Or are you just kind of tinkering and yeah. learned it over time? Well, it's by ByteDance, so it's the same, you know, like, UI it's as It's a TikTok. lot of the same, yeah. Yeah, and so I had been editing on TikTok for maybe a year before I started using CapCut. And so then so when I got easy. CapCut, yeah, it probably took me, like, three days to feel like I yeah. transitioned. Yeah. Any, 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 any other CapCut-related tips? Um, that you did the music one. Um, any text related things that that you do, like little subtle things that you might add in your videos? Yeah, I think, um, especially for Instagram Reels, having a text on the screen for like the whole video is a good play for a lot of niches. Um, like if you're beauty, wellness, fashion, whatever, if you want to like describe the outfit or the look or something you're doing, and just have that text live like title text basically live on screen that works well with reels and it can be like a very aesthetic choice um i think captions are great to use although i just kind of let tiktok auto captions do their thing mostly now um i would say export make sure you're exporting in the highest quality um because you, you i'm sure you already are doing that but um you know, oh, like no, upping them. I, that, that, I might not be. Uh, I'll At check top it out. right when you're exporting, just make sure it's on like 4K with like as many frames as possible. Okay. And it's like very crisp that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's pretty much it. Just play with it and give yourself time. So you export in CapCut and then when you upload to TikTok, you will then let TikTok um, do auto captions from there. Yes, because I don't love having them on there and like not giving people the option to turn them off. Um, cause they can get in the way of other stuff. And I would also say, oh, oh, so, so you don't yeah. do like the text on screen. You do, it's like the, it's like the pop-up that you can fold down if you want to. Yes. Yeah. TikTok yeah. has like true closed captions now, um, yeah. that you can choose to turn off. And I usually keep mine off. Um, cause I just usually watch where I have audio and then, um, oh, I feel like there was one other thing I was going to say. I don't yeah i definitely cut you off no um, that's okay i just don't remember <laughs> um exporting the captions the mu music oh music uh, i was just gonna say uh generally you want to leave the sound off unless it's going to be like a completely original audio so you could do like asmr or voiceover or whatever um in CapCut, obviously export with your sound otherwise add the audio on later because you want to like there's a way bigger sound library on tiktok 
and you want to choose like a trending sound on TikTok and then you want to choose a trending sound on Instagram Reels. And I've been seeing a lot of my friends lately put their own like original audios or their TikTok audios on Reels, especially since you can export from TikTok without the watermark now. Uh, And then they're just getting taken it says audio unavailable. I just scrolled mm. through probably 50 of my friends' videos right before this looking for fun Instagram audios and like 90% of them were audio unavailable. Wait, so so what's the fix for that? Um, you're saying use Choose. something in in, yeah. in the apps that are actually available. Don't Even if you edit it with a song, then in the apps find the song that you edited it with and then up, upload from there. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have an issue because TikTok or Instagram uses AI. Well, on TikTok, usually, at least for me, when I'm editing a vlog, I'm using a sound I found on TikTok anyway. Yeah. So I. In CapCut. Like CapCut is synced with TikTok. Well, actually, what I do, I guess this is another editing trick, is I'll find um, a song that I like on a TikTok video. I actually have like a whole folder because you can save TikToks and then you can organize them into folders. I'll save one with like audios that I like and like ideas. Yeah. And then I go back and I'm like, okay, here are some vloggy inspo videos I liked. And then I'll download the video onto my phone and then I will export the audio in CapCut. So when you go to add audio in CapCut, there's a button that says extracted and you can extract the audio and then use it to time it up there. And then you can either just leave it on there because TikTok doesn't take it down or you can add the original audio on in TikTok. Got it. That makes sense. All right. So what's the fix then to take that to Instagram if they're going to pull it? So Instagram does the same thing where if it is a sound that's available in their audio library, they'll use AI and they'll automatically oh, they'll match find it, it to yeah that for you. But because there are so few songs in the Instagram audio library, I think you should have a separate save folder on Instagram of real audios that you like and then just add an Instagram native audio onto your Got video it. there. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And that, now voiceover. So you adding when you're adding voiceover, are you do you write it down or do you wing it? Are you just are you just talking talking because you're good at, you're good with that or you have a little outline that you you go by? Yeah, um, I like to have an outline in certain cases. Like when I reviewed the Tracy Anderson class, there were so many things that I wanted to say that I just had like a bullet point list written down, so it wasn't scripted. But I was like, I want to make sure I remember to mention this and this. Um, I think bullet point is usually my favorite way to do it. So I kind of have a little bit of organization to my thoughts. Um, but if I were going to choose one or the other, I would say wing it and narrate the way that you would describe the experience to a friend or a sibling. Got it. Yeah. Like casual, like non super fancy words, just key, like pretty straightforward, add a little personality in, in there. Little, yeah. Little, even like, messing up does well. It does. I've noticed that more with, with content where people like, They'll like stutter and then like say the word like fully without cutting it out. And you kind of like that because it's like doesn't like uh, this is just like my friend FaceTiming. <laughs> you know, that's how they would yeah, talk. Exactly. Or you're like, oops, I don't know what that was. Like I've heard that in a few <laughs> vlogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or I heard Alex Earl the other day uh, on a vlog saying like, oh, my God, I can't even look at this part because uh, it was like them doing shots the night before and she was hung over when she was voicing over. Got and I just it. loved that she left that in there. She was like, yeah. oh, I can't look at tequila right now. Like the mess ups are content. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, it makes you feel like you're hanging out with the person. It's it's incredibly true. Now the the I love the CapCut breakdown. I would suggest download Cap. I, I I'm just I'm bullish on CapCut. I think it's like a a great app. Um, it's like it's also empowering to know that you can go from like idea to publish like with nothing but your phone and and like yeah. like the, you get this whole studio right in your hand uh so you do the switch up of the content you initially were you know focused more on like business marketing like breakdowns like more educational now it's more lifestyle um how does the current con content play if at all into like your day-to-day -day work that has been interesting and i can't wait until i get to the point where like content is the main day-to-day -day 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 work. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do feel like I'm getting kind of close to that, especially like the recent brand collabs and stuff have been way more fun. And I started working with management. Um, you got a manager? Yeah. But I also will say to your point about what you were saying kind of earlier with like the podcast production and everything, I think we have a tendency to think that like, oh, if I raise venture capital, I get these investors, I... Uh, get this manager I get this whatever that's everything gonna... solved yeah. yeah like that's gonna take my career to where it needs to be yeah and like no one's coming to save you I know that's like its own kind of cliche at this point but you, it's it's got to be you like my manager yeah. can't make brand deals happen out of thin air if my engagement isn't there that that makes sense um but like that is one step to allow you to go all in and more focus more on the content sure. and like de develop that relationship now so as the bigger ones come in you're you're on the same page yeah for sure and she has great brand relationships and she used to be an entertainment lawyer so she can review my contracts for me and she yep. you know has like she just like helps take a lot of that kind of stuff off my plate um but my content is really separate from the work that i do with brands and other creators right now and so basically i still help other people with their content production with their marketing um but my personal content is just kind of separate so i'll like vlog my morning routine i'll vlog my get ready or like film my get ready um do some of my content in the morning and then in the afternoon, I'll do my work for other brands and creators. Um, yeah, and I would love to not split my time like that for <laughs> much longer. Yeah, but. yeah, I hear you on that. I yeah. hear you. Um, <laughs> at the same time, like, it's funny because it, it's not connected, but it is. Like, the value that you bring to them, you're like, you're out here field testing. You're out here, like, yeah. do, like in the world, like, you – the stuff that you're learning on a day-to-day -day basis as a creator, you're able to bring to to the work. But I love yeah. that the goal is full-time, full-time creator. Yes. And I think I'll always have some sort of like brand or business or something that's like separate from myself just because I love building brands. I think it's really fun. Um, but I would love to have it like tied in more with my content. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense, and like you're, yeah, you're, you're like you're always advising, offering strategy, like like helping people build in some way. But I, I, I see what you're saying. So like the the tie-in would be more like, um, I, yeah, how would that play out? Like the like, is is there an angle where you could get like, I don't know, I'm thinking out loud more as a friend now, um, but like, as you continue to build your brand, this is what I feel like I see a lot of creators get is like. 
hey, we want you to be an, an advisor for this company. Like, just like think about us, and like, and then you could film your meetings with them, and like, it, it, it kind of all like inner, like, uh, there's an intersection of all of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I've seen some creator friends do that recently too, and I think that's like it's just such a mutually beneficial relationship and it's it's just so fun for the creators it's great for the brands like I love that people are starting to do that and just think about different ways brands and creators can collaborate other than like the once-off sponsored video um so yeah I would love to do more of that when I think about if I had I guess like my dream set up with content and business content would be my full-time thing but then I would have some sort of business that felt like a passion project and I think it would be really cool to have a brand that's just like products that I genuinely love and use and to scale that brand slowly and thoughtfully and in a way that was like I don't know it sounds so cheesy but like with love like just like making that because just like doing it because I love it and building it in a way that I'm just like really proud of and I just like love the products and everything and I think that content and just like your platform as a creator affords you that opportunity um to not have to rush it to you know get a paycheck yeah that's beautiful I, I I'm with you on that like I, I see like I I get what you're saying when you say that and I, I think I see a lot of people bigger like creators successfully do that where it's like all right they built up this revenue stream that allows them to be pretty picky about like the business that they want to pursue and it's like they have the 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 um you know the financial things set they have like the creative set now it's like all right how do i apply this in a way that's like really exciting to me and like is kind of complements everything else that i'm doing i see that i i know that that's a like I feel like everything you touch, like you, you figure out solutions for. So I like this new goal for your content and where you're going to bring that business. Thank you. And I think that if you like as you scale, as you advance in your career, if you're doing it thoughtfully and with intention, you can it's easier and easier for you to like maintain your integrity and like stick to what is like in alignment for you because you have more opportunities so like your your platform is bigger and you have high better engagement you can be pickier about your brand deals because you're not stressed out about you know making rent by endorsing xyz brands you can only work with your favorite brands and then your business grows and that's even more reason to be picky about the other brands that you work with but then because you have those brand deals you can be really picky about the way you scale your business and you're not like constantly just trying to like stretch revenue uh so yeah i just think content is like a really awesome thing if you can get past that initial uh really challenging building phase <laughs> yes yes and which is challenging exciting it's it's a great test of uh yeah it like i i think the, the theme here is testing and iterating like that's what you yeah. did and, and i think we did plug you kind of low-key plugged the first episode so um listen to the first episode with jules uh i'll link it where we talk more about the beginning of her career her, her like her, her marketing content like how she got started um building the, the initial um following and then this is a good compliment to that it's like all right like like as you as you kind of get in this space the whole thing is testing and iterating and testing not only what's working on the platform but what's working for you like what gets you stoked to create because like there's there's 
it's just not fun to like like th there's a lot of content that I know that I could make that could perform but I'm like I know that the more I do that like the more that's that's what's going to be like the brand the character the persona that I'm yeah. then be making my job and if you get to define what your job is you might as well start with like that that love and curiosity it might take a little longer but it'll be more sustainable yeah, absolutely. The last thing you want to do is create another job that you hate to escape the current job that you hate. Yeah, yeah. just work at the, the job you hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why don't you keep the current job you hate and let yeah, content yeah, yeah. be a fun thing for you? Uh, what was the thing I was going to say that Alicia said? I don't remember, but it was a really good thing. for. Oh, so, sorry. So recently, I don't know if you've seen her um, TikTok strategy content, but I'll send it to you after this. Um, but I, I've been just like obsessed with it lately. I basically have an Alicia folder at this point and it's, she said, most creators don't have an ideation issue. They have an execution issue. Mm -hmm. And I think we kind of know that, uh, in that we know that the content production part is the hardest part, but I think where we fail ourselves is we spend so much time studying other people's content, thinking about what content to make. Uh, thinking my life isn't interesting enough I don't have good enough lighting or my clothes aren't cute enough whereas like what you really need to do is just start making content and I get so in my head because I'm such an analytical person but like mm. if I took all the time that I spent analyzing and planning my content over the last six months and put it into making content I you guarantee you I'd so be much. further yeah yeah that's a great point I think that's a good one to that's a good one to end the episode on. If you just like take the take the three best ideas that you have right in front of here and make them in three different ways, boom, yep. there you go. You got a month worth of content that you can test and then learn and iterate from. Exactly. You're never learning from thinking about it. You're never gonna get it right sitting there thinking about it. You're yeah. learning by making ugly content. And by listening to the Creators Our Brands podcast hosted by Tom Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love it. Jules, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, what, what's the what's the current handle that everyone should go follow you at? It's Julia G Monty everywhere, and thank you Julia for having G. me. Julia G Monty everywhere, amazing. <laughs>